0: Freedom, man. That's what it's all about.
1: You've got the groove on freedom like the good book says.
2: it's critical moment of choice and now here is your host mark passio
1: welcome one and all you are listening to what on earth is happening here on the oracle broadcasting radio network I'm your host, Mark Passio. My website, whatonearthishappening.com. The network's website, oraclebroadcasting.com. Today is Sunday, February 26th, 2012. The show is live every Sunday from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern Time. and We have a good show lined up for you here today. We are going to be continuing talking about solutions, as we will be for the uh, next many Uh, coming weeks on this show, uh, focusing on what we can do about the problems that humanity faces. We talked about the problems for months, over a year in fact. And now, solution-oriented approaches are what we are focusing on. We just finished um, a series on food. Last week's show was a really good one. I gave a lot of recipes out about raw food and juicing. I want to uh, point people to the uh, podcast on the podcast section. Podcast number uh, 96 uh, was last week's show. And with it, I posted a whole lot of uh, documents on raw food and juicing. I posted all of the recipes that we covered on raw food and juicing on the show last week, as well as many other PDF documents on uh, that topic. So I posted something called... Um, Fresh Vegetable and Fruit Juices by uh, Norman Walker. He was one of the uh, leading authorities on juicing. I posted something called uh, How to Get Started with Raw Foods. I posted uh, a book called How to Halt Diabetes in 25 Days uh, Using Nutrition Alone. Uh, Type 2 Diabetes, that is. Um, I posted uh, something called The Juicing Detox Diet and another book called Rawsome maximizing health energy and colony culinary delight with the raw foods diet so definitely avail yourself of that information and check out uh, those uh, pdf documents posted with last week's um, podcast i do have one quick event announcement before we get into the topics for today which are is going to be present moment awareness and mindfulness so we have a great show coming up today on Uh, deeper aspects of consciousness that will help lead us to a solution. But one quick event announcement first. Uh, This Wednesday February 29th, 2012 at 7.15 p.m. here in Philadelphia at Media Bureau Studios at 4th and Brown, that's 725 North 4th Street in the Northern Liberties section of Philadelphia. Truth, Freedom, Prosperity will be hosting their monthly documentary screening and discussion night. This month, we are screening Michael Tassarion's Architects of Control. Produced by Henrik Palmgren of Red Ice Creations. You won't want to miss that one if you're in the Philadelphia area. This Wednesday, February 29th, Architects of Control at Media Bureau Studios, 7:15 p.m. For more information, visit TruthFreedomProsperity.org. We'll be right back after these words, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to What on Earth is Happening. Welcome back, everyone. This is What on Earth is Happening. I'm your host, Mark Passio. My website, whatonearthishappening.com. So we covered what you can do to improve your health and the quality of the physical body. This is one of the steps of initiation. Activating the physical body. One of the other steps of initiation that we've talked about in the past is living in the present moment, truly understanding what it means to live in the present moment. Now, two weeks ago, I had on the show a guest from Canada from the uh, radio show, uh, two two guys, one girl uh, who, that I have appeared on twice now, Franco Heward, and we discussed present moment awareness. So I'm not going to Reiterate everything that we talked about. I'm going to touch on it a little bit more and then combine this solution with another solution that deals a lot with brain balancing and quieting the mind, which is mindfulness and becoming the observer. So uh, We're going to talk about how these two uh, solutions that have to do with introspection and have to do with um, a deep understanding of consciousness and the qualities of self uh fit hand in hand okay and how they work together to bring about a different a uh, level a different quality of consciousness and awareness so that's coming up but let me give the call in number because I want to try to wrap this topic up and then take calls uh, in the second hour okay so hopefully we'll have a lot of callers to take calls in the second hour and you could basically ask any questions up to any of the solutions that we have covered so far You know, bring up anything you want about solutions-oriented approaches, okay? Um, Specifically, topics that we've already covered uh, in the solutions section. So, the call-in number is 866-841-1065. Once again, the call-in number is 866-841-1065. Call in, get in the queue, be patient. I will be taking calls as soon as I wrap up the information I want to cover for today in the second hour. Okay, so let's get into this. If you go up to the What on Earth is Happening website to the radio show page, underneath the player, as is the case with with most of my podcasts, you will see images for today's show listed as numerical links. And if you click on any of those numbers, it will bring up a little slideshow and you could follow along with the images that I'm going to be discussing today that are associated with the concepts and ideas that I'll be talking about. So, the first image shows the graphic that I've chosen for this whole entire section of solutions called the way out. And uh, we're familiar with this people who have been following along have seen that graphic. So that's slide number one. I just put it up there kind of as a header. okay? Image number two shows the grassroots solutions that I have outlined for real and positive and lasting change. okay? So there's 10 overarching solutions combined with a deep understanding of natural law. They are the way out, okay? Um, which is why we covered natural law as the first and foremost. Uh, solution that needs to underlie. It needs to be the foundation for which all of these practical solutions uh, need to be built upon. Okay? Because without that understanding, you could attempt to apply any of these things and it's only going to make, if anything, a very limited difference without a deep understanding of natural law principles. So um, you could, all, of course, go back to any of the podcasts on. In which we covered natural law and uh, listen to those if you're not familiar with that material. As always, anyone who is a first time listener or, or who is new to the material that I present here on What on Earth is Happening, my recommendation, as always, is to begin at the beginning, go back to the start of the podcast at podcast number one, and then listen forward because this is information that is built upon prerequisite knowledge. It is linearly um, uh, given, I guess you could say, it is given in a linear context, in a linear fashion. The early information is kind of the ABCs, it's the building blocks, and then as we build later on that foundation, you know, uh, we we cover more and more complex subject matter and things that in order to really comprehend them, you need to understand information that was covered uh, at the very beginning, so... That's my recommendation for any new listeners to this material. So, we're going to talk about two solutions today development of true present moment awareness and combining that with the process of developing what is termed mindfulness, okay, or the observer quality of consciousness, okay? So, as I talked about with uh, Franco a couple of weeks back, present moment awareness in its most simple basic element simply means knowing that there really is no such thing as time time as such is an illusion it is something created by a consciousness that is kind of in a state of duality okay there is no time as such there is only the present moment the past can never be reclaimed. It is gone. It has happened. So I described it in kind of almost like a uh, a scientific way, in a way that a quantum uh, uh, physicist might describe it, okay, in quantum mechanics. There are wave functions that govern what actually takes place. These are functions of possibility, okay, and our choices collapse that wave function onto what Actually, occurs in the present moment. So the past, okay, had all kinds of possibilities within it at some at some past moment, okay. But the the current moment, which is where all of the uh, possibilities collapse down to an event or a series of events that actually have taken place. In other words, right now, right now in this moment, there. Are, Practically infinite possibilities for what could be 100 years from now. The possibilities of what could exist in 100 years of what we call linear time, okay, here on Earth, 100 of the Earth's revolutions around the sun as we measure it, okay, there is practically an infinity of possibilities of what could occur. But when we get to that so-called future moment, okay, it will be the present moment at that point in, quote, time. There will only be one possibility, and that's the events which are actually occurring in the present moment 100 years from now. Okay, so I know that's a heady and abstract way of looking at this quality that we call time, but you you have to understand it like that in the moment. Okay, all possibilities from the past have collapsed and formed what actually is occurring. So there is no point in worrying about the past. There is no point in having regrets over what has already occurred. It is what is, it has become that which is, it has become truth in the present moment. It cannot be changed. The future can be changed. But again, that's not here yet either. We can only work in the present moment to change what is to come. We'll be right back after these words, ladies and gentlemen, don't go anywhere. Welcome back everyone. You're listening to What on Earth is Happening here on the Oracle Broadcasting Radio Network. Today on the show we're talking about present moment awareness as one of the solutions to the problems that humanity faces in consciousness. And as a result, the problems that they face regarding human freedom. So, developing true present moment awareness and true mindfulness... These are methods of freeing the mind, freeing the mind from ego identification, freeing the mind from time-bound existence, freeing the mind from the prison of the left brain as well. Barriers to self-realization that we've talked about in the past. So now we're presenting some solutions. Okay? Understanding time is an illusion, True present moment awareness. The present moment is all that exists. The past is gone. It was once. Filled with limited possibilities. Uh, I'm sorry. uh, Unlimited possibilities. Okay. That through choices. Those. Wave function possibilities. Were then collapsed. To the eventualities that actually occur. Right now in the present moment. Similarly. You know. This present moment is filled with all kinds of possibilities that we could work toward for a future moment, what you could call a future present moment, because we only ever exist in the present, in the now, okay? So as we talked about with Franco uh, Heward a few weeks, a couple of weeks back, we have to learn to live in the now, to observe ourselves in the now, That's, and mindfulness is a huge part of that. Now, in a similar way that the past really doesn't exist because it is gone, it is that which has already occurred, the future doesn't really exist either because it's not here yet. We're moving toward it. Those wave functions of possibility are collapsing toward that moment, becoming more and more limited as we approach a moment that is nearer in the future. But essentially, until it actually occurs, we need to focus our attention on the now. That's where the magic happens. That's where you can actually make a difference. That's where you could actually create change for the better. It isn't always about having your head in the future and thinking about what is to be. It's actually thinking about what you need to do right now, right here. You know, we mentioned the concept of the power of now, put out by uh, that book, put out by Eckhart Tolle. A great read. People should be aware of that material. And the phenomenal book, Be Here Now, by Ram Das, who, uh, you know, is a phenomenal teacher, and anyone who is not familiar with his material should definitely become familiar with it. Uh, also, a great documentary on uh, Ram Das called Fierce Grace, because he had a stroke and was actually unable to continue teaching for a time, and uh, it showed how he didn't really deal with that situation as he thought he would as a an advanced spiritual being, because again, no one is perfect. We all fall from our understandings. Even if you know this stuff, it's a matter of practicing it, constantly trying to engage it over and over. If you think I constantly and perfectly live always in the now, you're crazy, because it I fall out of it as well myself. No one is perfect when it comes to this. It's a matter of practicing it and doing it and trying to make it habitual. Okay? So regrets for the past are pointless. They're futile. It's wasted energy. Anxiety over the future is equally as futile. It's wasted energy. Focus on what you can do here and now. That's what true present moment awareness is all about. And this is kind of visually demonstrated in slide number four on the images on the website. This is a depiction from a Gnostic uh, um, painting of the crucifixion of Christ. Okay? But it's a symbolic spiritual allegory through this painting. Okay? The awakened... Christ consciousness, who is depicted in the center, okay, is the present moment. He is the gift of the creator in the form of, quote, the son of God, okay? And that's where all enlightenment rests, in the present moment, in the now, okay? You see... He is, of course, depicted crucified side by side with the two thieves in the biblical story of the crucifixion, okay? On the left, the thief, on the left-hand side of the image, what would be Christ's right hand, okay, is the thief who has his head toward Jesus in this image This is depicted as the past. Okay? He is looking toward the present moment. Because the past moves toward the present. Okay? But he's gone. So focusing on it is thieving or taking away from the present moment consciousness. That's why these are both thieves. The two thieves of the present moment that steal from our present moment awareness is the past and the future and the past looks forward to the present moment and the future looks away from or it goes away from the present moment okay which is why the thief on the right side of the image to Christ's left side is depicted looking away from him now in the story yes the thief to his right side kind of embraces his idea okay and that's another interpretation of the painting and the thief to the le- his left hand side refuses to embrace the idea that you know they kind of uh, were bad individuals and then were punished for their crimes, but Jesus didn't do anything wrong and therefore d- didn't deserve his fate upon the cross. You know the whole that whole biblical story I would call the exoteric understanding of what this allegory really means. Okay. The esoteric understanding is an allegory related to the present moment, to present moment awareness, in which the thieves of the past and the future rob from present moment awareness, which is enlightened consciousness in the now. Okay, so this is a, a phenomenal allegorical painting that we can use to understand this conceptual idea and understand how it is something that can help lead us to a much higher state of consciousness. What has been traditionally called a Christed state of awareness. Whether you believe in the exoteric aspects of Christianity or not. We talk m- many times about how that's all veiled. And told through an astro-theological underpinning. The astro-theological story. And that's all there really to hide the esoteric elements. It's all there really to hide what the allegories of true esoteric Christianity are all really about. They don't want people getting down into that material of consciousness because that's what it deals with, and it offers a true way out. It offers a way out of the control system. It offers a way out of low base consciousness and a path to higher consciousness. And that's why they want to obfuscate it and confuse it as much as possible with all kinds of exoteric stories and interpretations But if we cut through all of that and we understand what was really being taught, we will come out at a much higher level of understanding of ourselves. And that's what these traditions were originally meant to do. That's what they were meant to provide for the initiate. So we'll pick up on present moment awareness on the other side. Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to What on Earth is Happening. I'm your host, Mark Passio. My website, whatonearthishappening.com. Today on the show, we're talking about true present moment awareness, how to step into that power of the present moment, how to let go of regrets for the past and anxiety about the future and what the future may bring. We looked at an esoteric allegorical interpretation of present moment awareness in the last segment and what I want to talk about in this segment is what present moment awareness most certainly is not and how some uh, people with a limited understanding of this topic will try to twist and distort what present moment awareness actually is and sell people something that is definitely the opposite of what present moment awareness is all about. And that is tunnel vision, okay? Okay. Present moment awareness is not tunnel vision, as I've depicted here on slide number five, uh, if you're following along with the images. It's not obsessing over the minutiae or the tiny minuscule details of the physical reality all around you, okay? Or even the tiny obsessive minutiae of, you know, what may be happening in internal processes. Now, I'm not saying don't try to know yourself as best you can. I'm not saying don't know your situation as best you can because that is what present moment awareness is all about. But when we lose sight of the forest for the trees, that's when we're getting into trouble and we get into muddy waters. Okay? We need to understand that present moment awareness isn't like trying to memorize every detail about what's go- going on in a room so that you can remember it, you know, 5 5 weeks from now. Okay, it isn't obsessing on every single detail of your physical surroundings, you know, and try to remember what color shoelaces somebody happened to be wearing like, you know, three months ago. That's not what it's about. Okay, that's tunnel vision, that's obsessiveness, you know, that's compulsion. It's not being truly in the present as far as awareness is concerned now. What it really means is pulling back and seeing the big picture, being able to assemble patterns because you were paying attention. You were giving the currency of creation forward, paying it forward, and receiving an important result in return for the attention that you paid. Okay? And that is true understanding, that is wisdom, is what you will have received as a result of paying that attention and spending that time. See, spiritual currencies. We're going to talk about currency connected with this concept of present moment awareness. That's something Franco and I really didn't touch upon too much, and I'm going to open that side of it up, and you're going to see how a lot of green language works its way into this concept So we're going to talk about, this is actually a prelude of a a topic that's coming up on this show in the next couple of weeks, the next many weeks probably, and that's money and getting out of monetary attachment. Next week I'm going to have uh, Kevin Tilsner of the podcast uh, Caution Tinfoil Hat Area, a, a show that I have actually appeared on in the past. We're going to talk about this fake monetary system and how to start to get out of it. Uh, I'm also probably going to be bringing on Mike Randazzo, who is another activist in the Philadelphia area. Hopefully he'll be able to come on with Kevin next week. Some Many people will know Kevin as Kevin Tinfoil through Facebook or through his uh, podcast. And, um... In the next couple of weeks, I hope to be getting in touch with Michael Kelly, who called in a few uh, shows back and uh, said that he was interested in coming on on this topic as well, a detachment from the monetary system. Michael was one of the speakers at the Free Your Mind conference. He gave a phenomenal presentation on um, uh, neuro-linguistic programming and hypnosis, the differences between them, what they can be used to do or not do. And um, Michael is uh, an old friend of mine. And uh he is one of the people that really helped wake me up. Uh this per gentleman was awake long before I was and put out information in a very open way and, and uh has very deep knowledge about a lot of the events going on in our world and um uh was directly instrumental in helping me to come out of my trance state and my poisoned worldview. So uh I, I Hope to secure him as a guest. It's nothing is confirmed. I have to get in touch with him. He did contact me. I'm going to contact him this week and uh, try to uh, secure him for uh, you know coming on in the next couple of weeks, hopefully. So uh, monetary detachment, uh, an important topic that's coming up on future editions of What on Earth is Happening, starting next week. Um, but to go back to this concept of present moment awareness, not being tunnel vision. What it really is, is instead of obsessively focusing on minutia, it's pulling back and seeing the big picture, seeing the larger pattern at work, such that we can increase our understanding of that pattern and then um, have knowledge, direct first-hand knowledge on what we really can do about that situation. That's what present moment awareness is, okay? It is understanding how systems work together. Now, people would think, oh, one has nothing to do with the other. They are directly connected. If we are truly in the moment, if we are truly in the now, we're going to be receptive to understanding wider patterns that are taking place. And specifically, we're going to get in tune with understanding patterns of behavior, which is what this is all about, changing patterns of behavior, Okay, so we need to pull back and see the big picture as I have depicted in image number six. This is the global situation, the thing that makes us all similar, that unites us all. Okay, we're all in the same situation together. We're, ladies and gentlemen, we're all on a huge spinning rock floating through space, in case you haven't figured that out. Okay, that in itself is so utterly amazing. Okay, that it, it's so mind blowing. That that is our our actual present moment situation. And this is the only planet we know and and call home. And, you know, we're basically warring with each other here, violating each other's natural law rights, constantly uh, engaging in transgressions against natural law and other people's inherent natural law rights. uh, Polluting and degrading the living planet upon which we rely for life. And focusing on things like celebrity and football and all kinds of other trivialities and distractions, as opposed to really truly being in engaging our consciousness in the present moment to understand what our present situation is globally and how we're all connected and we're all one. And as one individual suffers or experience, experiences injustice, so do all individuals, because there is no separation at a A fundamental level of consciousness. Okay? So that big picture, that global picture is what we need to try to take in. And as we do that, we're going to be able to see the solutions more readily. And we're going to be able to apply them more readily in our lives. That's what the development of wisdom is all about. So as uh, our awareness pulls back even more... And becomes greater and greater. I would say, you know, I've put these next two images in here just to give people an idea. You know, we need to get to global awareness first. And the understanding of what situation humanity is truly in. That's the first step. But, you know, once it goes past even that, we need to pull back and understand galactic awareness. Galactic consciousness. The local neighborhood, in other words, of the other star systems around us. And, you know... As consciousness expands even beyond that point we'll be able to take in cosmic consciousness depicted in uh, slide number eight and again, these are just images of you know the constructs that are in our universe you know planets galaxies and um, you know planets stars that form galaxies and then galaxies in huge clusters as depicted here in the uh, um, this is the Hubble Ultra Deep Field image uh, taken by the Hubble Space Telescope that was pointed in between the stars of our galaxy, so it could look out past the Milky Way galaxy just to see what was out there. And it depicted this is what it what, this is the image the Hubble brought back, which was called the Hubble Ultra Deep Field, depicted in on slide number eight. There's probably over. Uh, 10,000 galaxies just in this little tiny, tiny speck of the sky. I mean, this is like, you know, less than an arc second of sky or something like that. It's amazing how small the area of sky that this was pointed at was. And uh, in between the visible stars of our galaxy, and this is what's out there. It's limitless just like the limitless possibilities that surround us that we need to choose from, and we need to choose... Welcome back everyone, this is What on Earth is Happening, I'm your host Mark Pascale. My website is whatonearthishappening.com. Today on the show we're talking about true present moment awareness. We've covered basically what that is all about. I talked about it fairly extensively with Franco Heward. A couple of weeks ago, it was a great interview. If you haven't heard it, check it out in the podcast archive on my site. I want to talk about how this concept of linear time is connected with money in our psyches. And it's a very nested, embedded concept. You've heard, we've all heard the expression, time is money. And it is money, but not in the sense that people traditionally use that uh, phrase to mean. You know, they're using it in the sense that the more time I waste, you know, the the less uh, physical currency in the form of these fake uh, fractional reserve banking notes I could receive because I'm spending my time to basically get those. Uh, fake Federal Reserve notes, okay? It's all an erroneous concept of time used to justify spending your time to accumulate an erroneous concept of money. We need to understand how real time is connected with real money, and I'm going to explain what I mean by that. Another concept that we need to get out of thinking of time as being is endless, repetitive cycles that lead to nowhere. As in the movement of an object around another object. Okay, In a single plane, this defining our year, for example, as the image I put here. Even look at the arms on a clock, on an analog clock. They just keep going endlessly, cyclically on the same plane, okay? In reality, the true movement of a wave function is like a spiral, okay? Yes, it's an up and down progression and a backwards and forwards progression, but it's also also a forward motion, a true progression, progress, okay? That's what the shape of the spiral represents, We take that spiraling energy into a three-dimensional form, we get like a torus shape, which is a a very important shape that underlies uh, a lot of what we call physical reality. It's the basic function of the field in which we exist. It's the basic form of the field in which we exist at all levels, the torus. So if we look at this endlessly repeating, cyclical, physical notion of time. It's going to do a couple of things. It's going to portray the idea of helplessness, of unchangeability, okay, of pointlessness. And this is what this linear concept of time is meant to do. This cyclical notion of time actually is what it is. That just one year follows the next, just like one week follows the next, just like one day follows the next, and it's endlessly repeating. It it ultimately leads nowhere different, nowhere that changes. This is a poisoned worldview when it comes to how we look at time. And ultimately, we need to internally change that. It's It's a concept of worldview change. This change in our notion of time and how we see it. Okay? So the notion of time being fake money needs to get thrown out. And the notion of time being an endlessly repeating cycle that ultimately leads nowhere needs to be thrown out because neither is true. We need to see time as it really is. It's an illusion created by our physical experience of reality. Ultimately, there is only the now. Ultimately, there is only one moment, the present moment. Okay, now let's take a look at how real time is connected with real money. You know, this whole we've talked endlessly about how the fake monetary system—it calls itself the one eye, mon eye mono the prefix for one and ey tacked onto it mon eye and people will again dismiss this and say oh that's not really where the word money came from in english this is the reason that they set the word money up to be like this it is supposed to be the incarnation of the one eye which is the rep- we went over again practically ad infinitum what the symbolism of the one eye And that's on past podcasts. You can go back and listen to that. I won't be reiterating all of that, but I'll just essentially say it represents the true divine essence, the spark of the divine, the spirit, oneness, unity, consciousness, etc. The unified field of infinite energy. If you want to call it God, go right ahead. Many people are uncomfortable with that term. I have no problem with it, as I've said many times. That's what the real one eye represents. It's getting in touch with that infinite dynamic intelligence that underlies all of creation. Call it what you will. Okay? So, what we call money is currency. Okay? And ultimately, everything that exists is an infinite ocean of consciousness. So, it is all the sea. This is why they use, again, this concept of maritime law to usurp people's individual natural law rights, their inherent natural law rights, because they know that we're all living in a huge sea of infinite energy, of living dynamic intelligence, the unified field. It's a sea of consciousness. It's an ocean. Okay, and now this word C, as we follow this green language progression from money being related with time, okay, because time is a spiritual currency, it's a form of money in the true sense of the word money. We use time in a certain way, we will have an activated one eye, we will have an activated consciousness, spark of the divine. Living dynamic intelligence that dwells within all of us. It will become active. The one eye will be opened. Okay? So this concept of the sea, the ocean of awareness, of pure consciousness is what we're dwelling in. Okay? That's why they use this concept of the law of water to usurp rights. These sorcerers, these dark occultic magicians, if you will. The occult controllers, whatever name you want to use for them, they're psychopathic so-called elitists that consider themselves elite, that are simply using mind control techniques to fool people into the belief in two religions, authority and money, neither of which actually exist, at least the fake money doesn't, in the sense of a a medium of exchange, even for the people who think, oh, money is only a medium of exchange of energy. That's fake too, ladies and gentlemen. We need to go past that in consciousness or we're never going to be free. We don't need exchanges of things that represent something else. If we want to have an exchange, exchange the real thing. As soon as you get into a proxy of the real thing, you're in trouble, So do I think even, you know, all of this symbolism is really what the real thing is all about? No. It's a symbol that represents something. A story can be told as a result. And information can be conveyed as a result of the understanding of that symbol. That's all. Could they actually do, have effects upon our subconscious and psyche? Absolutely. We are inherently affected like that. That's a function of our basic nature. Forms and archetypes do affect our subconscious. Okay, that doesn't mean that a symbol actually represents the real thing. The real spark of the divine is different than the all-seeing eye. It's just a symbol for that thing. Okay, So understand the distinguishment. Understand that uh, dichotomy that exists there. To go back to money and how time is connected with it in present moment awareness... We're all in this current sea of infinite energy in the present moment. It's an ocean of awareness existing in the now. That's what currency really is. We'll be right back to continue with this green language wordplay. Stay with us, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back, everyone. This is What on Earth is Happening. I'm your host, Mark Passio. My website is whatonearthishappening.com. Today on the show, we're talking about present moment awareness and mindfulness. And we're going to be getting to your calls in a few moments. I'm going to wrap up this green language allegory, hopefully in this segment. And then we're going to get to mindfulness in the next uh, segment after that. And uh, then I'm going to try to get to your calls. We have a couple of callers on the line already. I'll give the call-in number again. It's 866-841-1065. Call in, get in the queue, and we'll be taking calls coming up this hour. So, the true nature of time as a spiritual currency which we spend on what we pay attention upon We're spending our lives, the energy of our lives, in the form of time and attention. And we get something in return for that. That's the true exchange that takes place. The true money, the monetary exchange, okay? And that's currency. And we're breaking down the word currency in green language. It is the current sea, the flow of the water. The flow of the ocean of consciousness. Current means flow. And the sea, S-E-A, the ocean of awareness, current sea. That's what you're really saying phonetically when you say the word currency. It's the same. Yes, there's a T in there in the word current. But when you say it quickly together, it's basically phonetically pronouncing that same series of sounds. Okay, that's what green language is. Now, current also means the present moment. And see also means to see as in to look at, to be aware of by looking at, which is where attention comes into it. So in the present moment, what we pay attention to is what we get in a form of currency, what we are currently aware of through looking, through paying attention. You see how this language works it's all right there in front of us. Th- these aren't coincidences. And this is something I know the left brain among us have the most enormous problem with this thing. Because what, you know what they're really railing against? You want to know what they're really upset about? They want to convince themselves because they're in such a state of imbalance in the mind, in the psyche, in the actual brain. That the universe is not a magical place ultimately that there is no such thing as a higher form of consciousness that doesn't operate according to their limited perceptual awareness coming from their left brain prisonhood that's what the people who th- totally dismiss green language that's what why they think that way okay it all comes from a shortcoming within the self to not want to look at a possibility And I'm telling you, this isn't just a possibility. This is the language of creation that's always speaking to us. We just have to be open-minded enough and have our heart and our mind open enough to hear what is being told to us at all times and places. And sadly, many people are cut off from that flow, from that current. And as a result, they do not see. So... What are some other financial terms connected with money? We have the word account. our, Our currency goes into an account, right? But our current C, what we're paying attention in the present moment, right, goes into our account balance, okay? Our account, what we're going to be held accountable for under natural law. Our true responsibility as an individual, based on what we paid attention to and the knowledge that we received as a result, we're going to held to account because ultimately what the universe is trying to do in this huge mon i terry system that is all of nature is to create a balance. HempUSA.org has moved and expanded.
0: When he looks at it with his eyes, it's what we see. When he looks at it with his sunglasses, we see seeing the same things all the way through. The
1: subliminal, symbolically, you couldn't see. Obey, no independent thought. Don't think for yourself. Welcome back, everyone. This is what on earth is happening. I'm your host, Mark Passio. Today on the show, we're talking about true present moment awareness and the development of mindfulness. And I was going through a green language exercise helping people to understand that time and attention is the real spiritual currency that we use to really advance and gain and progress within ourselves. That's what evolutionary progress is all about. See, we are activating in the present moment our attention. So that's what current C is. Look at it now. Pay attention now. Be here now. Be aware now. And as a result, we're going to gain through, balance, true, Money, one eye, because that's how the one eye awakens. That's how it comes online, through the balance of the brain hemispheres, through the balance of the energy of the heart, through the balance of love, the energy of consciousness, which brings balance. And this is a financial term. A balance is how much you really have. How much of the true one eye, the true mon eye do you really have? Forget the fake stuff, the paper stuff isn't worth the paper it's printed on. I'm talking about the internal money, the spark of the divine. How much of that do we have within us? Well, that's directly related with our income, what we take into ourselves, what comes in. And that's all we've been talking about over the last few weeks, what we put into ourselves through our worldview, how we view ourselves and others, through our attention, the quality of our attention. What do we pay attention to? What kind of media do we take in? What kind of information do we take in from where? What kind of sources? The food that we take in to our bodies, the water that we take in, that's all income. All of that is income. It goes into our account. And ultimately creates balance so that we can have true money. And that's what time and attention are spent to create. It's all about money. Just not the kind of money most people think about Sadly, they think about the fake money all the time and give very little time and attention to the real currency, the real money. So hopefully you've enjoyed that little green language exercise and hopefully you understand it. Hopefully you know where I was going with that. If you can perceive green language, you're probably part of the way toward balance already. If you can't or if you snicker about that or if you dismiss it completely, you're probably in the prison of the left brain and likely to remain there unless you engage in the topic I'm going to talk about now, which is mindfulness. For those who are really super trapped in that left brain modality and are so obsessed with uh, this world is all there is worldview, you know, can't really grasp any higher spiritual Understandings and are only concerned with the physical, the financial, the you know, uh, the political aspects of this world and this life. Well, that's definitely signs. Those are definitely signs of left-brained prisonhood. Okay, and those who dismiss the occult in general dismiss that there are. Correspondences that these individuals are using that relate to this type of language and these types of symbols. And it doesn't, as I've said many times, it doesn't matter whether any individual in particular believes in any of it. Things that you don't believe in can affect you. Believe it or not, your belief is not required for something to affect you in your life. You're not the arbiter of truth, meaning you're not the arbiter of what has any effect in this reality. That's not really up to you. You can determine how you handle it. You can determine how aware you are of it, but you're not, really de- you're not really the determiner or the arbiter of what has effect here, okay? You're not the creator of natural law. You're not the creator of the universe in case you haven't figured that out. But many people think, oh, if I don't believe in something, it doesn't affect me. Uh, we've gone over this many times, you know? Somebody acting on a belief system can affect you, whether you believe in their beliefs or not. So it's a matter of knowing how many individuals who have do wield power and influence in this world because of what they've gotten people to believe and accept as true, as real, oftentimes which have, have absolutely nothing to do with reality or truth. And therefore, what they are the the actions that they're putting forward based on what they believe. You know, a, a fundamentalist in any given religion is acting on their beliefs. So their belief systems, since it's driving their behavior, is creating an effect in the world because their behavior has an effect on other people in the world. It's a very simple and logical thing to perceive why anybody would even put forward the notion that well i don't believe in that stuff so it doesn't affect me is is utter it's utter insanity it's nonsense for anybody to think like that in all honesty they're a very immature child in a psychological development because it's a very clear and logical thing to see that you don't your belief is not required for someone else's belief system to affect you in life As long as they're willing to act on their beliefs. Okay. So with that having been said. Let's look at mindfulness. Because this is. Becoming the observer. Watching your actions. Stepping back. From the role that is being played by you in the physical domain. Not identifying with the physical five sense reality. Stepping back from that. And being able to watch your actions, being able to watch your reactions, and believe me, once again, I'll, I'll caveat this with the statement: I'm not always in this state 24 hours a day. As a matter of fact, before this show, I was getting very upset with something that was going on—a uh, piece of technology not working right—and I was falling out of that state entirely, because again, I'm not perfect, and you know, I have flaws. But I try to work on it. I try to catch myself as much as possible. I try to look back in hindsight and then say, I'm not going to, I'm going to endeavor and strive not to fall out of that state of higher consciousness in the future. And mindfulness, the main practice, the main way to become adept at being that observer of your actions is through the brain balancing technique of meditation. And we'll talk a little bit about meditative techniques on the other side of the break and then we'll go to your calls you're listening to what on earth is happening AG
0: is a symbol for silver on the periodic table of-
1: we're back everyone i'm going to try to wrap up the concept of mindfulness in this segment and get to your calls so let's jump right back into it. Mindfulness really um, can seem like a paradoxical term as well. And I've uh, hyphened it mindfulness, the state of being full with the mind. Okay? That's what this really means. It, me- it means becoming filled with the true mind, capital M. Okay? We could look at that as the soul. The development of the qualities of the soul. And this is done through, again, paradoxically, it would seem, emptying the mind. But we're not emptying the higher case M mind, the true mind. We're emptying the lower case M mind, the ego mind. Okay? We're trying to purify the lower case M mind mind. The small me. We're trying to get that into a state of connectedness with the all mind. That's the difference between these two fo- forms of the word mind. Mind with a capital M, mind with a lowercase m. We can say the same word and it could represent an entirely different con- uh, concept based on the context we're using it in. Just as we did with self and self. The true self, for lack of a better term. Versus the Ego-identified, physical world-identified, lowercase s-self, okay? As we showed on previous shows, the the differences between those two concepts. The same applies here with the higher mind, the all-mind, which we want to become imbued with, which we want to become full with, our vessel, to fill our physical vessel with that state of consciousness, that quality of consciousness. And we do that through quieting and ultimately Allaying the chatter of the left-brained ego mind, the lowercase m mind, okay? This is like a turning down of the volume because that left brain is constantly chattering away at high volume, but this all mind, this highercase m awareness is always speaking But it doesn't raise its voice. It always speaks in a calm, clear tone. It's a voice of holistic, creative intelligence. And it's speaking to us everywhere at all times and places. It's the voice of balance. It's the voice of true reason. It's the voice of truth. And the way to quiet the left brain chatter is through the brain balancing technique of meditation. We're going to do an entire show on brain balancing techniques If you're too left brained, as in this instance I'm talking about, you would employ some meditation to bring about some balance. The development of the true money, balance, connected with the heart, okay? Connected with true care. That's what this is all about. Conscience, being awoken, all right? And again, this voice of truth, this voice of reason, and this voice of balance never really speaks above a whisper. It doesn't yell in your ear, but it's always there. That the Our job is to turn our volume knob down, as I depict here on the last image on the slideshow, so that we can connect with that voice of balance and that voice of truth. And what form of meditation should we use to do this? Well, there's Infinite amounts, infinite forms of meditation. It's what works for you. There is no right way of meditating. There is no one way of meditating. You could look into TM. You could look into you know, um, uh, brainwave meditation that is done through guided um, audio. You could look at musical meditation. You can get into meditation through dance. You can get into meditation through uh, rhythmic drumming. I can go on and on and on and name a million different ways. It's what works for you. There's walking meditations where you don't even need to be still to do it. Just look it up. There's tons of techniques. I might post some uh, uh, documents on different techniques of meditation with this podcast. But ultimately, at least do it for a small amount of time. Now, again, balance is called for. You don't want to get into right brain imbalance by meditating obsessively as we've talked about in the past on this show. Yes, you can do that. You can create more right brain imbalance which is an, a different type of problem by meditating too much. A, a form of balance has to be struck and you'll know that you're in that state of balance when your, your behaviors start to show improvement in the quality of your life. Your life will improve. You won't have the kinds of same self-inflicted problems that you had in a state of left brain imbalance or right brain imbalance whatever the case may be. At a future show we're going to talk about right brain imbalance as well and how we can correct that with concentration techniques and we'll talk about techniques to balance the brain toward the left side if you're uh, extremely right-brained you know in a state of right brain imbalance And then we'll talk about contemplation on a future show, which is a technique used to maintain balance once it is already there. Contemplation, the lost modality of human thought. So mindfulness ultimately is there to help us to turn down the chatter of the left brain so we can hear the voice of balance, that voice of holistic creative intelligence that is always speaking to us. And that's done through a meditative technique that works for you. That's the key thing to keep in mind. When When you can engage this and start to quiet that chatter within you, you will start to go into what's generally referred to as pure consciousness. And you will then become the observer of your experience, the observer of your action. And you will be able to step back from identification with the physical domain. Not to say it's not important to engage in action in the physical domain, but you will, in other words, help yourself to be in the state of consciousness such that you are in the world but not of it. And that's the goal of mindfulness or the observer, in other words. So I'm going to leave that there and let's go to the phones, okay? Because we have a lot of callers on the line and I want to take your calls in, uh, up till the end of the show. So here we go. Caller from the 267 area code, you're live on what on earth is happening. Welcome. Hi, Mark. It's Kevin. Can you hear me okay? Hey, Kevin. How are you? Great to hear from you. Good. Ladies and gentlemen, Uh, I'm going to have uh, uh, Kevin here on the show next week. We're going to get into uh, methods of detachment from the monetary system and uh, to promote sustainable living. So, uh, Kevin, welcome.
0: Thank you. Uh, yeah, I'm very much looking forward to that show, actually. Uh, it was nice that you came on my podcast and, and, and left a really great set of information there. And um, I, I'm looking forward to doing the same for you next week. Great. But what I specifically wanted to mention is um, about a decade ago or so, when I was first like hanging out with my wife and we had first met, she had introduced me to a couple friends of hers. And the point of this is that one of the friends had told me about a dream of hers that was very... I don't know, just something that really stuck close to my heart and it really meant something to me, not only that she shared it with me, but, like, the content of it. And essentially, in the dream is that uh, she had said that she'd never really had very many dreams in her life that were, like, full-on color, and this was very much in, like, full, lucid color. And the people in the dream, uh, the normal people in the dream, and so on and so forth, they, they, became, they, they, they all were people who were... Who used to be wealthy in in a monetary form, in that in that like actual physical currency of paper m- money, and then there was a whole group of other people who were learning something new, where they were sharing this energy between each other, between themselves, and that energy became the true wealth. Wow! And all the other that's people just, in the dream wound up becoming less that is extreme. uh wealthy and the people who could exchange, Kevin. we coming up, became the truly wealthy,
1: Kevin. We're coming up to break, hold it right there. That's extremely interesting. I want to pick that thought up on the other side. Stay with us. Looking
0: for great talk radio. I was born a shotgun in my hands behind the gun. I'll make my fine.
1: Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to What on Earth is Happening here on Oracle Broadcasting. We have two more segments, and I'm going to take your calls in those two segments until the end of the show. The call in number to join us is 866-841-1065. Let's go back to Kevin in Philadelphia. Kevin, you were uh, telling us a story about a dream uh, and uh, there was a, a form, a different form of energy exchange taking place from people who had once been, I guess you could say, a well-to-do or quite wealthy, but now they were learning how to engage in a different form of uh, energy exchange. And uh, I'll take a couple minutes to wrap that up, and then we're going to take some more callers. Actually, the the
0: really, it was almost kind of sad for the currently wealthy people of like cash, monetary wealthy, um, because those people all essentially became the poor Interesting in this future dream of hers. <laughs> and all the people that are currently poor learned this way of exchanging energy and information with each other in such fashion. That, like literally, like the way she described it, like there was just this energy exchange. that went in between the two people and it was very like, like bright and colorful and so on and so forth. But that this is, again, the mind's allegory. Uh, right. You know, when someone's right. dreaming, like they're they're pulling these ideas together of things that they already know. Kevin, have and, you ever and, seen? And, and
1: the, I, have you ever seen the movie "The Celestine Prophecy" or read the book? It kind of uh, sounds similar to the, what was going on in that in that uh, book and movie.
0: As a matter of fact, yes, I have. The the when I when I'd come across those those the, that those books specifically, I definitely felt a very kinship, huge kinship to them because of.
1: Yeah, uh, I enjoyed of this them as well. dream
0: that she had mentioned. And and it was just very synchronistic that that like these ideas are, are all coming together as well because I think other people are really starting to see that 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 concept coming is that like money's an illusion. So right. it's really uh, even when like our currencies get devalued and so on and so forth and the, and the economic forecasts and so on. I laugh and I—it makes me happy because I'm like we—we we all know that money's a, an illusion in the first place. So, like, why—why are—are—why are—are illusions becoming devalued?
1: And a not problem. just that—we're taking up our time, spending our present, our gift in the present moment to obsess on this thing that is an illusion. That's the real crazy thing about it. The, at the expense of the true present moment. You know, we're we're engaged in this pursuit of an illusion, and that's ultimately what. Yeah, and that's the other reversed. quick thing I want to toss out. Sure, that that's the
0: other quick thing I want to toss out is the calendar of consumption. That's one of the things that really actually opened my eyes up. Uh, I saw the movie uh, *Idiocracy*, saw the garbage ambulances, sure. and uh, specifically, I was working retail at the time at a place called. Party city, <laughs> and essentially they continuously bring in resources from or products and stuff from China, like like American flags, napkins. You know that's really patriotic to wipe your wipe wipe your seasonal allergies during a barbecue uh, onto that. As you can imagine, but you know that people don't really think about this. They just buy the stuff and it just goes into the garbage ambulance and they do it in this calendar of consumption fashion. New Year's Eve, there's a whole product line that came out specifically right. to be sold as, as party favors. Right. And then each progressive new season comes along, most of them religious and or government, nationalism, so right. on and so forth. And between religion and government, they, they pretty much control, I, I guess, about 90% of, of the quote-unquote holy days. Yep. And they're all based off of this calendar of consumption to, to keep people feeding the economy of going called, out and buying more shit they don't need.
1: That's why they're called holy days or holidays, because it's all dedicated toward their god, money. You know That's what they're trying to set up as our God, and that's what they have people focusing all their time and attention on, their spiritual money, their spiritual currency, giving away the real thing for the fake thing. Kevin, thanks so much for those great points, and I'll uh, be talking to you next week on the show. Thanks so much, man.
0: Thanks for having me on. See you next week.
1: Sure, you got it. All right, let's go to the next caller. John from Canada, you're live on What on Earth is Happening. Welcome. What do you have for us? Can you hear me? Yes, yes, I can. You're on live.
3: Okay, thank you. Yeah, I was. I agree with you what you're saying about currency being worthless and um, money being an illusion. I tried sure. testing it out. That the idea one night, I went to the grocery store, got a filled a cart with groceries. When I came to the cashier. You know, she gave me the total. It was like eighty-seven dollars and something. And I said, "The currency that I have in my pocket, I could give you, but I am sharing with you something which is much more real, and that is my attention and my consciousness." Right. Uh, and she she said, "Well, you're going to have to come up, you know, with eighty-seven dollars." The and Federal I said,
1: Reserve notes. It's right.
3: worth. Yep. The money is is an illusion.
1: Worthless. Right. So
3: she 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 calls the manager and, and she says this guy isn't he's standing because there were a few people in line you know behind, and she's <laughs> going sir you got to pay for the groceries. Oh sure.
1: Their their and belief uh, systems though their, their belief systems will be so bound to it that that you know that situation could escalate to violence rather quickly in in our current world. Sure. You know. So no, but, no. But question the beauty it. of it, what? Yeah.
3: But the beauty of it was they couldn't arrest me or anything because I hadn't walked out the store with the oh, groceries. Right. Sure,
1: sure, sure. <laughs> yeah in in you know. no in no way am i attempting to suggest that everyone is there yet and in, in no way am i attempting to suggest that the people who do know about this illusion are not unfortunately bound by the mind control of the vast majority who do continue to buy into this illusion but maybe if we can get people up to that level of consciousness we can all you know just desist in this madness and uh we can create something that we you know are barely even scarcely able to imagine of what this planet could become like the possibility for a future incarnation of this planet uh, most of us can barely even scarcely imagine what that might look like uh, were we to do away with this complete uh, nonsensical illusion that we call money and uh, really start to do something that is more geared to our higher evolutionary progression so uh, absolutely that's a great Personally, do you, yes
3: do you have a like? I just do you advocate like not doing business with having a checking account and that sort of thing
1: well, I, if you're gonna do uh, put money in any bank, it should be a small one or a credit union. You know, the big banks definitely don't don't fuel those. But um, uh, my whole detachment from the monetary system comes in the form of uh, I I will not work where any any type of uh, um, three way uh, middleman is employed in what I do. I I give my labor for uh you know the exchange of what i agree that the person's going to give me in return for that labor that's a mutual exchange and i only work as a sovereign being i'm not a corporation i don't uh g- i don't use any kind of uh, identification numbers i don't have a social security number to give to anyone so i, I you know i don't sign a legal what, what kind documents. of work
3: are you able to do what kind of work are you able to do on that basis? I'm I, curious.
1: I do, I do um, essentially to uh, secure these fake reserve notes, so that you know I can have you know the limited amount of money that I do to do the things I need to do on a daily basis. I do some computer repair work and computer tutoring work, and that's it. And it's a one-on-one exchange with people who directly uh, ask for those services, and I provide them. and That's it. There's no middleman. But ever. you
3: don't accept. But you do you, you do accept money for the services or no?
1: Um, in some instances yes and I could also maybe barter for them if the person has something that I'm interested in bartering for. So sometimes it's an exchange of something that's not quote monetary and sometimes it is. But I, mean, I you own a home no, or no, you no, rent? Nice. I own a home. Yeah.
3: And I mean do you make mortgage payments or you own it yes. outright or
1: unfortunately, yes. Yep. So it's, it's, you know, in my situation is in some, in many ways as far as the financial uh, um, situation is concerned in the world isn't different than most other people except I've taken a rather extreme approach that, you know, I'm not going to help fund murder. You know, I'm not going to give of what I happen to earn on a daily basis to Fund murder and pillaging throughout the world. I just won't do it, and I because but, I know who those individuals are who are doing it because I worked with them in my past, and I know that they're also pedophiles and child killers. So nothing. But is they have to have the, the to they have the
3: bank account. You need your social security. You have to give them your social security number, right?
1: No, I I, I don't engage in any anything like that. I work for cash only. If somebody gives me money, no, but I mean. To, to, but I mean, to make your
3: mortgage payments, you're using a, a checking
1: account, right? Um, no, I'm not using mine. No, so but that I mean, that's you know all I'm I'm gonna give out about personal you know financial information, but it's not done through my name. So that that that's how I handle that. Um, uh, so we'll talk about ways of getting out of that system starting next week. So hey let's guys, go to this the this break. This Geo of Truth Frequency Radio. If you missed our six Welcome back, everyone. This is the last segment of this edition of What on Earth is Happening. I'm going to wrap up my response to uh, John from Canada's question regarding how I personally detach from the monetary system. Then I'm going to take some other calls. And the callers who are on the line, please uh, be as brief as possible. Uh, Get your comment or question out there uh, so I can get a a response out to it because we have limited time and there's many people hanging on the line still. So... um, Uh, I detach from the monetary system to the extent that is within my uh, capability to do so by not participating in the taxation system and by working as a sovereign individual only. That's how I do it. I don't put my money in banks, but when I do go to the grocery store, yeah, I have to bring those worthless Federal Reserve notes and pay for the groceries with those uh, worthless, meaningless uh, FRNs also, just like everybody else does because – I'm bound by other people's belief systems just as much as anybody else, as long as people continue to believe in that, and that's one of the main ways that we can get the uh, um, foods that we need to sustain ourselves unless we can ramp up production to get all of the food that we need by growing it on our own land. I happen to live in a city like most of the other population of this country and I don't live on farmland where I can grow all of my own organic food. So when I go to the grocery store, yeah, I pay with uh, the fake form of money as well. And you know the real form of money is still seen as largely valueless to most people and most people would kill or die over the fake money. It's just the way it happens to be right now in the present moment, and we're working to change that in the present moment by bringing awareness uh, le- you know, through information like this to the world. And ultimately, it has to change. If it doesn't, humanity is not really going to be here uh, to be debating uh, you know, what methods we use to get out of this system because ultimately it's going to devour us all. And um, I'll leave that there, and let's go to the next uh, caller, caller from the 607 area code. You're live on What on Earth is Happening. Welcome.
2: Hey, Mark. How's it going?
1: Hey. Welcome to the show.
2: Hey. uh, First time caller, I wanted to ask your opinion on Higgs boson and whether or not we're living in a universe that's in a black hole
1: yeah i think the uh, idea of the higgs boson being the god particle is kind of ridiculous the idea that there is no further possibility of division is as insane as there is an end uh... boundary to the universe itself um, the universe is infinite in both directions it's infinite in the very large there is no edge or boundary to it and it's infinite in the very small you can keep dividing it to infinity and people have a hard uh, time. Hoping, science has a hard time with that because it's pure left brain you know, it's not. It can't incorporate that idea of infinity that comes from the holistic intelligence of the the balance between the brain hemispheres. So uh, the Higgs boson is not the quote god particle. Uh, there is no such thing as the god particle because there is no such thing ultimately as a particle. It's all just vibrating energy in this sea of awareness that's called consciousness ultimately, and that could be that's inf- infinite. In its uh, uh, boundaries, it's infinite. There is no boundary. It's infinite in its expansiveness, I should say, and it's infinite in its ability to be divided into smaller and smaller parts. So, um, yeah, uh, the, they're trying to build larger and larger super colliders to find smaller and smaller particles. It's madness.
2: Absolutely. I wanted to hear your opinion on UFOs maybe next week. I know you wanted to yes. talk about
1: that some more. Well, I'm going to talk I'm about gonna that. do whole shows on that after we complete our solutions section. In the many weeks to come. Oh, okay, I can't wait. And then I'm going to get into some other esoteric topics that I've held my tongue on for a long time. Okay? So we will get oh, I can't wait top- to hear those ones. We will get into those topics, but it will be many, many weeks from now, probably several months from now. Okay, but we will get into them on future shows. So thanks so much for the call. Let's go to the next caller. Caller from the 303 area code. You're live on what on earth is happening. Welcome.
2: Hey, my class Kevin from Colorado. How
1: are you? Hey, welcome to the show. I'm doing well.
2: Good. I just wanted to uh, chime in on the present moment awareness and meditation.
1: Absolutely. Uh, one
2: of the things I've been doing is uh, Bikram's hot yoga. Have you heard of that? I have not. Check it out. It's an hour and a half in a 105 degree room, 50 degree humidity, and uh, one of the best yogas I've ever done.
1: Interesting. Yeah. I, would, I would guess that that gets, that, and- that gets the body purified by sweating those toxins out through the skin.
2: Absolutely. And uh, the people who do it, they say, I mean, there's, there's people in the class that are six years old. They look like they're 30.
1: Interesting. That's, that's pretty cool.
2: Unbelievable. Yeah. So check that out. See if there's a Bikram yoga where you live and go check out the class. See if you like it. Great. And uh, thanks for advice on juicing. I recently bought a juicer and I've been uh, juicing Fantastic. up and uh, I can totally, totally feel the difference. The energy in that organic juice is
1: Absolutely. I am uh, drinking a nice big glass of it during the entire show today, as, as I do many times. So uh, that's fantastic. news. Yeah. It's great that you, uh, you know, took that advice and you're putting it into practice. That's what it's all about.
2: Yeah, and I'd like to thank you for the warehouse of knowledge that your uh, podcast has given me. I'm a guy who's gone through just about every episode from the beginning, and uh, what a life changer. Very good. Very good stuff.
1: Well, I appreciate that very much.
2: You have anything? you have a good day, and uh, keep up the the great work.
1: Thanks so much, my friend. You take care. I will. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right, here we go. Caller from the 412 area code, you're live on what on earth is happening. Welcome to the show.
2: Hello. This is Bob from Pittsburgh. Hi. Um, I'd like to ask you, are you talking about your straw man? Um, Whatever you're saying that you got rid of all your identity.
1: Specifically, I haven't uh, spoken about the, the concept of the straw man. This all fits in with maritime admiralty law, but I'm, I've made my position on the straw man pretty clear that there is no political or legal solution to eliminating that. What we need to do is reject it ho- absolutely on its face as a concept and refuse to be bound by it absolutely say I'm not participating in this nonsensical system of illusion and uh, you know uh, being bound by these things that completely usurp natural law. Uh, it's not a matter of trying to beg their system to provide us the solutions or try to do something and jump through all these hoops in their, legal system which is all about authority and control and that's an illusion in and of itself to uh, free ourselves it's a matter of re- absolute refusal to cooperate with their nonsense you know and say you're not you're not my owner you're not my master I you cannot ascribe to me certain characteristics and qualities that I do not you know agree to under these uh, legal fictions you know so I I don't it doesn't matter to me what they say I have. that That's somebody's claim, and that needs to be recognized by an individual who accepts the claim as being real or true, and I, I do neither. I don't accept it as being real, and I don't accept it as being true, and nobody can bind me to those things if I don't believe in them myself. The object is freeing the mind of even believing that any of those things are real. Because they're not. It's all a fantasy. It's all a fiction to get you to identify with it such that you're running around in circles trying to find some kind of solution when the solution is not to believe in it at all and to refuse to be bound by it. The problem is – here's the problem with this. So few people have that level of mental freedom that they're still – willing to go along with this system and th- they're not willing to get behind other people who are also refusing to be bound by this system and stand up physically if need be to these dominators and controllers there's just not enough numbers there to do that so we're, we're basically still just teaching this from an underground perspective and trying to free people from that identification of uh, accepting these claims and accepting these uh, legal fictions as being true or real so, I hope that answers yeah. your question. Do you have anything else based on that?
2: Um, so, when it comes to Maritime law, mm-hmm. what's your feelings on that? It's,
1: it's, it's, all, it's all a fantasy created by people who want to dominate and usurp other people's inherent natural law rights. It is made up. It is made up. It has nothing to do with reality. There is only natural law that uh, governs the experience that we create through the behaviors and choices that we make through our thoughts our emotions and our actions and uh, i've done many shows on natural law i would highly recommend going back to help, uh... really get a deep understanding of how natural law works and functions to deliver the reality that we live in an experience and um... uh... that's the only reality that's the only actual truth of what i call the real law of attraction how the universe functions this maritime admiralty system is all fantasy and illusion and again it is a claim via Dominate that requires someone else's belief and the acceptance of that claim. So that's a great way to end the show here today. We're going to be talking about the monetary system next week and how that's tied in with these systems of control. But for now, that's all the time we have on this edition of What on Earth is Happening. We'll see you here next Sunday, 5 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time. You've been listening to What on Earth is Happening here on Oracle Broadcasting. the world's
0: first and only Swiss gold.